Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fan Effect, brought to you by Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. I'm Andy Farnsworth from KSL News Radio and KSL TV. Speaking of Megaplex Theaters, you know what we've missed the most since the pandemic started? Going and just seeing a movie in the theaters. Now, I've been to a few. I made it to about three movies back in August when it looked like maybe Hollywood was going to start releasing stuff and people would go back to the theaters, and then then they didn't. But now with people getting vaccinated, with uh, the pandemic hopefully on the downward trend, it appears to be Hollywood seems to be letting go of their iron grip of all of their big releases and starting to put movies back into theaters, which is great news for places like the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. So today we're going to begin a new segment that we're going to do monthly where we chat with a member of Megaplex, uh, Jeff Whipple, and he has been a friend of the show, has been on the show before, and we're going to talk to him monthly about what's coming up in the Megaplex theaters to kind of get everybody excited about going back to the theaters and to having that communal experience where we experience things on the big screen. The movie-going experience has been something that has captivated people since, well, since it was invented over 100 years ago. It's made billions of dollars for some people, some companies, and it's created an experience that's the closest thing to a live sporting event without it actually being live, where we all sit together. Everyone can remember who was at Avengers Endgame or what name your favorite movie, insert the title here, when you had an experience with everybody else where you all enjoyed something at the same time and just had a great experience and you walked out and that's what you thought about for the rest of the day. And you look back on it and, uh, I mean, I can think of several experiences, good and bad, that I've had at a theater that would have only been possible sitting alone in a dark room with 300 of your best friend strangers. Joining me for this interview is my co-host from the Deseret News, Kellyanne Halverson. So beginning the first of what will be a monthly check-in with Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters is Jeff Whipple from Megaplex Theaters. Jeff, you've been a longtime friend of the show. We run into you at FanX. I see you at all the screenings. Uh, so we're excited to actually have you. We actually had you on the podcast at FanX once, if I remember correctly, way back in the early days of this podcast. Do you remember that? Back in the day when we could actually be in the same room at the same time. <laughs> exactly. It does what, seem what, like an eternity. How many decades ago was that? Yeah. That's... <laughs> it was at least one because it was back in the 2010s. <laughs> well, we're excited to have you in and to talk about some of the things that are coming up at the Megaplex Theater. We want to do this monthly. Um, it's kind of an easy way to check in and see the movie-going experience 
is unique. And as much as people try to build theaters in their houses, and I've tried sort of half-heartedly to build a theater sort of down in my basement, it's just not the same. And it isn't the same. I've been in nice ones, and it's cool, but it is not the same as watching it. You, You can't build an IMAX screen in your house Unless you're like six people in the world. Well, and then you have to vacuum up the popcorn on the floor, too. So it's just not fun. But if you can build an IMAX screen in your house, you probably got people that do that for you already. <laughs> I'm just saying. Good point. So we've, we've done the math. And, and really, it's it's hard. The the IMAX screen at Jordan Commons, I think, is the largest in the state. We have five five IMAX screens in Utah, which per capita, I think, is is also like record-breaking. But it's... Eight stories wide by six stories tall. So that's that's a pretty good-sized screen. If you've got an 80-inch screen at home, I think we're north of 500 times bigger. Yeah, that's the, that can't be tough. <laughs> and it's as far as I know, now that the villa's closed, it's the only double-decker movie auditorium that I know of in Utah. Is yeah. there another one? Not that I can think of. We, uh, we, have, we have a couple of auditoriums. That you can access from two different levels here at Jordan Commons, but yeah, the the only one that with the sort of the mezzanine level up above, and and the IMAX screen, the picture, the sound, people measure it by the pixels on the screen, which is phenomenal, and that the that screen itself is spectacular. But having watched multiple IMAX screens go up and be renovated, people don't realize it's the sound. There is a a 300 pound subwoofer dead center at the base of the screen that does nothing more than create a concussion for the noise. That's the the thing that rattles my teeth, right? When Kong is pounding his chest, it's from that that 300-pound subwoofer that is knocking you back in your seat. And really, Godzilla versus Kong on the IMAX screen, anything less, and you're watching stuffed animals jumping around in your kid's playroom. You know, it's just... It's adorable lizards and monkeys playing, but this that's are how titans. it was meant this to be seen. Titans. Yeah, that's what I is, said in my review. Big. There's there's places you can watch it. There's really only one place you should watch it. it. It's about the experience, and thankfully we've been able to bring it back here for guests in Utah, which is phenomenal. We have the best guests in the world. They've hung out with us. They've they've continued to come back, which we're thrilled with. And we're extremely grateful. We get calls from Hollywood all the time going, what is happening there? How are you guys doing this? It's that Utah magic. We we love our films. We love our fandoms. It's true. So, Jeff, this is our first chance to talk with somebody who, you know, works in the movie exhibition side. I believe that is the official term for what you guys do or the exhibitionists, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Well, let's it's walk true. carefully down this path. How about exhibitors? We? Maybe that's a better there way to go. say I it. I like that. <laughs> but tell us, talk us through what's gone on over the past year. I mean, this is our first chance to get a movie theater perspective here on the podcast of what's it like being on, on your side of the thing? Everything's great. We, we finish off 2019 in insane fashion with so many blockbusters, so much money rolling in. We begin 2020, all this stuff's on the table. We're ready to go. And then in March, it's like flips off like a light switch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I went to a screening. We were set to do a screening for, I think... We were a week away from James Bond, and I was so excited yes. for No Time to Die. And then and my daughter was excited for A Quiet Place Part Two, mm-hmm. and then it was like a light switch, and everything was off. Yep. Yeah. We saw A Quiet Place Two at a trade screening a year ago, and it didn't get released. 
thankfully it's it's back on the schedule it's coming out may 28th at megaplex theaters and we're thrilled the movie is phenomenal james bond hey, you've been sitting that, on that for uh, a no, year you've seen it for no, a whole year. So no, no time to die I, I was i also had a ticket for that trade screening a week before it was set to be released that one cut me to the core <sighs> Um, this past year has been an Olympic level, a biblical level game of musical chairs and just extreme. It's whatever reality show you want to compare it to. It's been extraordinary. The lengths that which people have gone to preserve the experience, to keep the doors open, to keep people employed. The economic impact has been extraordinary. The whole industry. And in fact, looking at an industry that's been impacted I don't know. Certainly, there there are those that have had a very dramatic impact, but as an industry, Hollywood has pretty well shut down for a, a pretty long, dramatic length of time. And seeing that things are starting to come back is tremendous. That we've got new content playing, that we've we've been able to survive with classics and all all other things, has been remarkable. And like I said, we've got just the best guests in the world. Mm-hmm. Since you bring up the classics. Fun question. What was the most watched classic over the past year that you guys showed? The Jurassic Park series, dinosaurs were a huge thing. And again, one of those things that you just can't replicate at home. You know, when when they released the 3D release a few years ago, maybe about a decade ago, I took my kids because I was like, you guys have got to see this on this Mm -hmm. huge screen. I know you've maybe seen it on TV, but you've got to see it on the big screen. It was yeah, all, there were, I saw there it were, too. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> there were there were films that people had brought their kids to. They'd seen it on you know at home on their on their screens. Jaws. We brought Jaws yes. back, and that was one of those films that you know kids had seen it with their parents and thought, you know, that's they they came out rattled, mm-hmm. just like the rest of us did when it first came out. The last Jaws so, movie I saw was Jaws 3D. Trolley Square, not even Trolley Square. Oh it was gosh. Crossroads back when I was eight. Now oh was my it. goodness! See, I will never me. see a shark movie in, in in the theaters again. Never. Then, I skipped the Meg. I skipped Deep Blue Sea. How are we? Friends? I skipped them all. Jaws is my favorite movie of all time, and I went when it was on the big screen as well. And there's something magical of it being so big. magical. How about it terrifying? Is. Oh, but that's oh. Yeah. You just have to plug your ears during certain parts because the music that's scary. But two, there, two, two notes have never been more terrifying. Right? Da, da. But there's something magical. So sitting and watching it, and there's the one part where Brody, he stands up in the boat. And they happened when they were filming to catch a shooting star go across the sky. And there was something so neat about this giant screen, the shooting star that was just like you were right there in real life. I got chills. I'm like, and I audibly gasped because... It was just so cool to see it that big on this big screen. It, ugh, yeah, Jaws is my favorite. So It's fascinating. Go ahead, Jeff. Because we all have those kind of memories. Mm-hmm. Everyone has those kind of memories, and we've been without them for a year. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, thankfully, we've been able to host movie screenings. We've done private screenings. We've done, thankfully, been able to get new content and a mix of classic films. Our film buyers have been remarkable mm-hmm. about gathering films that, Honestly, people have missed. Mm-hmm. The blockbusters tend to suck all the oxygen out of the room and, and take up so much attention that smaller films do get lost in the, in the shuffle. And some of these smaller films have had a chance to get some time on the big screen, mm-hmm. develop an audience, and it's been great. So we've had some, had some fun that way for people who've, who've made it to the theaters. What is the likelihood post-pandemic that you'll be able to continue to screen classics, you know, maybe one auditorium a week or something. I mean, maybe that's something you guys already do. But, you know, what is the likelihood of being able to say, 
you know, next summer, say, I want, I wish I could take my kid to uh, see Empire Strikes Back again or something like that of, of that kind of a thing becoming a regular, you know, one auditorium kind of thing every week? Most of the studios have a catalog of repertory product, and that's what we've leaned on pretty heavily over the course of the pandemic. And those films are generally available for release. We have a catalog of literally thousands of films that are available for private screenings, you know, private parties. We have Fathom events that come up with you know classic anniversary things. We've got Fargo coming up with the 25th anniversary and Fried Green Tomatoes and Mission Impossible's 25th and mm-hmm. some others. So those kind of things are fun. The contracts with studios and cable and streaming and all these other things complicate things a little bit. So big movies tend to go into the archives and go out of release, but they come back around. For example, we've got Fast and Furious F9 coming out Mm -hmm. in June, and every Friday between now and then, we're offering one of the classic films for free for guests of our loyalty membership at select locations. So you have to, to jump in and get the tickets using your My Mega Rewards loyalty account. But you can go see the original Fast and Furious movies. I was going to ask Drift you about and that. All those other cool ones, which is. Do yeah. you have to. Um, how many tickets can you get well, per it, person? There are some guidelines, and, and there's always the fine print, right. uh, the express written consent of Major League Baseball, that whole thing. <laughs> um, but there's. There are some restrictions, and and mostly it's to keep things fair so that others get a chance to get in. That's what I was thinking, because I would like to take some of my kids to see this. mm -hmm. But the the question is, how many could I get from, you know, I could get one for me, or would it only be for me? So you can get multiple tickets uh, based on your your My Mega Rewards account. Follow the instructions there, and it's free to join My Mega Rewards. So you can, in theory, if you've got older kids, get them locked in with an account and they can get their own set of of tickets. The seat maps, we're still socially distancing in the auditoriums. Mm -hmm. So you can get close to each other. And then when you get into the theater, you can can bunch up and there'll be a couple extra seats on the end. And that's part of the reason why we're we're being careful about how we do that, because we're still adhering to the CDC guidelines. In fact, we're being extra careful in part because we've pledged to be part of the Cinema Promise here in Utah and and comply with the NATO guidelines, the National Association of Theater Operators. I thought you were kidding hopes- with that NATO acronym <laughs> like, for NATO- a second. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's a national organization for theaters. And part of that, the reason why we're, we're adhering to that is to keep the industry alive. We're having a different experience here in Utah than other cities, other states are having. And so we're trying to show a united front to convince the producers to release their films because they have to have an audience available across the country and frankly around the world. I can't personally handle if they pull James Bond again. No. I, emotionally, I, it'll just... It's already been two you know, years it, since it was originally, it originally every planned. every time those dates move. Exactly. So we're showing some solidarity there to help others in the industry get to where we are already and to move everyone ahead. And honestly, thankfully, the Millers have been tremendous about it. We've been leaders. We've not only got theaters operating with, thankfully, knock on everything, no incidents of any trouble with any outbreak or anything, but Megaplex locations are actually serving as vaccination sites. Yeah, I noticed that. My my parents, they went to go see a movie on Tuesday, and they said people are getting vaccinated there. I thought, what a great service to the community to have that be open. And and the goal is to be part of the solution. Mm -hmm. We just want to do everything we can, and we know... You know, we're still asking guests to wear masks. We're mm-hmm. hoping that that 
loosens up here shortly. But for the time being, we just want to be as careful as we can and protect everyone. We've got young team members on the front line. They haven't had a chance to be vaccinated yet. So they're they're being extra careful. We want to protect them. So we're asking everyone to just be a little patient, kind of check your politics and your your personal agenda at the door and help us out until we get through this. We're, we think we're weeks, not years away, which is great news. That makes me so happy. Like I want it all to be open and roaring for like all the blockbusters this summer. I'm I'm oh. looking forward to Jungle Cruise. I'm looking forward to to so many wonderful shows that are coming out. And I just I miss that experience of being like packed in the audience with so many people experiencing the same thing for the first time. Like there's something really wonderful about that. For it, comparison, it is magic. Oh no, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Well, it is it is magical when when we all gasp at the same time when the shark gets us or or when we cheer for the hero when you know yeah let's imagine let's the, the moment bad guy. when Captain America pulls up Thor's hammer if it was only like a third oh. full uh. it would have been awesome regardless mm-hmm. and it would have been a huge cheer regardless but doing it when it's like every single seat is filled and everybody's cheering at the mm-hmm. same time that's that's why we go to sporting events too, right? It's for that mm-hmm. that sort of ex- the communal excitement, the enjoyment, that everybody finding it out at the same time. That's why we hate spoilers. <laughs> right? We want to enjoy stuff at the same time as everybody else. <laughs> well, and I miss like going to the the fanex screenings and things like that, where it's not just strangers in the audiences. You know, they are fans with you, and people come dressed up. That's what opening up days they, for, right? It's so much fun. Oh. I miss it. So, Jeff, uh, before we, we're going to take a break before we talk about the movies that are coming in May. But I want before we go to the break, I wanted to ask you, what are the things right now, if you go to a movie right Well, first of all, you were telling us before we went on air <laughs> that you're getting a fairly common question <laughs> that kind of makes you shake your head and slap your I palm on your it. forehead. <laughs> I want to ask it. When are you guys going to open again? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Um, uh, Ju- June of 2020. Um, <laughs> hop in your DeLorean and come on back. Uh, we, we are we are open. We are operating. Uh, we are taking things extremely seriously as far as everyone's health and safety. And so we've got great protocols in place. And the team has gone to heroic levels to keep our buildings safe and clean. We've thrived on our reputation as being a clean theater. Mm-hmm. Gail Miller and Larry talked initially about if we're going to do theaters, we're no sticky floors. That standard has gone lightning years ahead. Mm-hmm. It's extraordinary the experience, and people come away saying, "Wow, I feel I feel safer here than I do at the grocery store. I feel safer than, frankly, sending my kids to school or going to church, because we're just on it every day." Mm-hmm between every showtime. Um, we've got an algorithm that sets the seats. If you've got a family of five, we park empty seats between you and the next group. We're alternating rows. And, I've noticed that. And doing clever, clever things just, just to try and make sure it's doable for everyone. As much as it hurts my heart to see so many empty seats in a theater, because I know that that's missed revenue for you guys and, and how important that is, I will say this. If you don't like people next to you, there's never been a better time to go see a movie. This, this is as close as you're going to come to Spielberg's you, screening room. Exactly. you got nobody in front of you. you got nobody behind you. And outside your group, there's at least two or three seats between you and everybody else. So if you're somebody who feels kind of claustrophobic, now is the time to go see a movie. I'm not kidding. But again, it it hurts. Like I, I went and saw Kong versus Godzilla, and it was as full as it could be. So there was a part of me that was just like, oh, I wish this could be even more full. I understand why it's not. 
but it was also kind of nice to like be able to stretch my arms out a little bit. We just had to get the the luxury seat, so you have that that little extra room. Now I never oh, put my could... feet on the seats in front of me, so I didn't do that. Okay. And we always we have an events team that'll happily rent you out the whole auditorium, Andy. So you can you can go in and do your Spielberg oh. you know, screening all, all by yourself. But where's the fun in that? <laughs> They so the experience. what would happen, right? So let, let's just talk with somebody who hasn't been to a movie since March of 2020, that they've been holding off and they want to come back to see Kong versus Godzilla to come see one of the movies that we're going to talk about in May. What is going to be different? What should they expect walking in the door so that they're not caught by surprise? Well, there are little things. For example, if you have a 2020 Megatub, the yellow Megatub that we sold you in 2019. Which I have. Was limited, limited demand. You bring that in because we know you didn't get a chance to get the full bang for the buck out of it. Bring it in. We're going to hang a little a little tag on the side of it that says good through the end of 2021. Not a, you don't have to pay another nickel to us except to have to pay to have it refilled. We're actually going to do that via a large paper bag that has 200 ounces of popcorn and you get to transfer it yourself. So that we're limiting the contact and we're getting getting you the extra value out of your megatub. So we we'll can still, still get a megatub refill. Megatubs That's good because I didn't sale. know that. I, d- I thought you had to buy a tub regardless that megatub refills were out for now. See, I knew that. Nope. I've actually done that a few times where I've, I've just yeah. gone in and gotten in, it and then went to my friend's house. <laughs> in fact, during during the peak of, of the silliness, the madness, um, we, we actually continued to do drive-up popcorn because mm-hmm. people just kept calling saying, we need popcorn. <laughs> Even if we have to just watch the movie at home on our 80-inch on our screen, let us at least have Megaplex popcorn. Mm-hmm. We were doing drive-up popcorn service. We actually can still sell you popcorn for pickup via our mobile app. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the technological advances that we've made is we're making that part easier. Mm-hmm. Um, bring in your mug. We'll still let you take a trip to the freestyle machine and have your diet Dr. Pepper or your diet Coke with peach flavoring or whatever your choice of beverage is. Peach Sprite, um, I'm telling you. It's not bad. Oh, Lemon, lime, and peach. Great. Raspberry um, vanilla your, Coke. That's what I'm going to say. See, everyone's got their, their favorite combination. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you can buy the tickets online through the mobile app. The technology is there. We actually automate the spacing around you and the next group. So you don't have to worry about that. You go back in and try and get the seats next to you, and you can't because they're locked out. Mm-hmm. So you, you can do that either ahead of time or come in person. Our teams are ready. You can order popcorn. We've simplified some of our menu offerings for the time being, but we expect to roll those back out to normal levels here in the next few weeks as things get back to normal. And then we're asking still people to socially distance as they're in the lobby. Keep your mask on. Mm -hmm. Come into the auditorium. If you're actively drinking and snacking on popcorn or frozen junior mints, the mask come down. Enjoy your movie. Enjoy your popcorn. Sit with your family and the people in your, your gang. It's normal. There's just not quite as many people in the auditorium right now, and that's okay because we're going to get there. Excellent. So masks still according to local health guidelines, et cetera, and then try to stay socially distanced as you can outside of your group in the lobbies, and everybody should be good and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And some of the snack bars are open. Some are not. Some entrances are not. I think I noticed that the backsides of ones are closed, but the outside ones are open, the ones towards the yeah. lobby. Versus the ones towards the auditoriums. I noticed that at Valley Fair. I want to say I saw that at the district too, but that was also a couple months ago. I was at the district, so yeah, we've we've removed the tables. Um, those will start to come back. The tables and chairs in the lobby spaces have been gone for the better part of a year. Um, those will start coming back. 
as people get vaccinated, as things get back to normal. But we're going to take it very slow and steady. We want to be careful. Are all snack bars open? Are all food services open? Or is it just movie theater concessions? We've got the traditional movie snacks. We will be opening up our Pizza Hut locations here in the next few weeks. Uh, additional food items. At some of the bigger locations, we've got additional food items like chicken fingers and fries and those kind of things. Okay. And we'll be expanding as we get back into into normal in the weeks ahead. Awesome. All right, Jeff. Well, let's take that break that I was talking about. We'll get right back. We'll talk about what's coming up in the Megaplex Theaters in May. May used to be the blockbuster season. It's kind of leaning towards that again. Kind of. Maybe not at the levels of the past, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We'll talk about what movies are coming up right after the break. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and Get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan Effect, we're talking with Jeff Whipple from Megaplex Theaters, our title sponsor here on the Fan Effect podcast, Andy Farnsworth and Kellyanne Halverson. Jeff, we've talked about what it's like to go back to the movie theater. You, fortunately for you and jealous for us, never had to leave it in the first place, <laughs> although maybe maybe for about a month in March. I don't know how they did it, but you, you're back. People are coming back to the theater. I saw Tenet uh, back in August. And New Mutants and Bill and Ted's all at the district. <laughs> and then I didn't get to the theater again until Kong versus Godzilla. I'm, I'm guessing. And I, and I love the theater experience. I just didn't get back for various reasons. But I'm excited to be able to return to the theaters uh, for stuff starting in May. Originally, it was going to be Black Widow here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But... Marvel's bumped that to July. So let's talk about what movies we've got at the Megaplex Theater coming up in May that people can get excited to come and see. For those who are Jason Statham fans, Wrath of Man, buckle up for that one. Okay. You do not want to be on the wrong side of an armored car heist with Jason Statham around. Okay. Um, our, our, our Utah musician extraordinaire Post Malone is one of the actors in that film. Oh, cool. Is he the no bad guy or the good guy? Do we know? Oh, okay. No spoilers. Uh, no, no, That's fair. No That's spoilers fair. here. And in fact, go see this movie. And can somebody with that many you, tattoos you, be a good guy, though? You you tell me at the end of at the end of the movie who the real good guys are and who the real bad guys are. Because there's 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 some fun to be had in that movie. So if you're if you're a fan of the genre, it is the opposite of a quiet place because it's a very noisy place watching <laughs> that movie. <laughs> Okay, so here's a question that you maybe you can answer without spoiling anything. How does it compare to Nobody, the the Bob Odenkirk movie? Oh, oh. It feels similar yeah. just from the little clips I've seen, but I haven't seen enough of the trailer to know. Yeah, I good question. 
I, this one, I'm going to just make you look, watch it, and you tell All right. me. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that's the big one for May 7th, the first Friday in May. Well, and, and then for others, there's there's a Billy Crystal movie coming out called Here Today, and we just got it picked up, and so information's coming out. It's uh, also got oh, Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Billy Tiffany Crystal Haddish. and Tiffany Haddish. I'm going to have to look that one yeah. up. Interesting combination. It, it's, it's, it's She's got, funny. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's... it's uh, I, I've heard good things, which is really kind of fun. There's some fun film, some serious stuff, too. Those Who Wish Me Dead is... Yeah, tell me know. about that one. Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt was in some of the X-Men movies. Angelina Jolie went for like a bunch of years without doing any movies until she did uh, Maleficent a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Uh, th- actually, has she been in anything since Maleficent? This might since be the first Maleficent movie since too, that right? one. Maleficent 2, right? That's, yeah, she- I'm... She was the I'm mother in that of, Neverland one. And she's she's got a big role in The Eternals that's coming up uh-huh. later this year. That's true. So I, I think she's been busy. I, but and that's been the weird part of this last year is frankly some of the some of the bigger projects have been pushed off and there's been a shuffling. So I think even actors are kind of surprised at the order in which some of these movies are released. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably throwing off so, their promotion calendar, like where they were supposed to be versus shooting oh. versus doing promotions for the other stuff they've already finished. Oh, wow. Well, and that's been a big part of, frankly, the Disney and, and Marvel model mm-hmm. um, because they've shot films that rely on each other to be released in sequence for characters to appear and disappear, I guess. And yes, so there was a big, a big surprise cameo in um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier that was supposed to happen in Black Widow first, and then it was supposed to, you know, when you saw this character in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you're supposed to be like, oh, that's the person from Black Widow. But this threw that off because Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out after Black Widow. And that's you so haven't seen things- Black Widow, have you? Uh, no, and, and okay. I, am, I, I couldn't tell you if I had. Oh, oh stink. Yeah. Ah, Sorry. That's all right. Hey, I, we, we, love, we love our studio partners. I and, know. I know. I don't want you to give away anything. I'm just hold, saying. Hold on. There's a laser dot on me even t- saying <laughs> something to sing out loud. For even saying the name of the movie. <laughs> I'm going to say it was only a month from release before, so it was. I'm sure it was finished, but... Nevertheless, okay, so I'll tell you a movie I'm out on already for the 14th is Spiral, the Book of Saw. Nope. I'm not a horror fan, <laughs> no. I like Chris Rock, but no. Mm-mm. Yeah, um, not not a franchise for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know that Megaplex theaters often lead the nation in Disney, Marvel, superhero, you know, the, the big blockbuster releases. How does Megaplex do for, or what's Utah's appetite for franchises like Saw and some of the you know, the darker uh, horror genre. There is there is an audience for virtually anything these days. Mm-hmm. It it used to be really geographically based. Social media has made it much easier to connect with like minded individuals. So folks find a way and and there is an audience for mm-hmm. it. Saw is one of those that kind of makes me scratch my head and go, Okay, well there there's Enjoy that. Even tell me, tell me how that works out for you. Is um, it going to be funny right? at least? I mean, Chris, I, Ro- Chris I, Rock's a comedian. I know he wants to do some serious stuff. I've, I've actually heard from some people who've seen it that he did a really good job, but that doesn't make me want to see it anymore. <laughs> well, it, Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson in the same room. I, right. I'd, I'd frankly be almost as interested in the outtakes of that film. You know, just, yeah, just roll true. camera. <laughs> Between what those guys are doing when they're not being parts of 
I bet there's a lot of bleeps wood, wood, in that. Woodworking materials. I don't know. It's... Probably not the best family-friendly film for me. <laughs> you know, and here's a very good point. We admonish people to pay attention to these kind of programs, to look online for the reviews from critics, mm-hmm. watch the trailer. Don't go in surprised. <laughs> uh, I'm we, a big we fan people... of letting people know before they go to see yeah. without necessarily giving stuff away. Of story-wise, but I also like want to warn people what kind of stuff they're in for. And, and we've got a pretty user-friendly approach here at the theaters. Go up to a guest service person and tell them this movie took a direction I wasn't expecting, and and we're pretty good about taking care of people. You know, if it, if it's during the closing credits, we may we may ask you, you know, nicely to give us another shot. But still, there's there are ways to manage through this. Mm-hmm. There, but there the are best other way is films. to not get caught by surprise in the first yeah. place. Just check it out first. And especially if you know the, the kids are off to grandma's for the weekend and grandma and grandpa may be not as dialed in on, on some of the movie titles that are out there. Because, frankly, Hollywood plays some tricks from time to time. Um, there, there are some movie titles out there that will catch people off guard. And we always want people to know what they're getting into going in. And to your earlier point, yeah, Megaplex, we – check Google Trends all the time, and we lead the nation in Star Wars, all things Marvel, um, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, just They know when these films are coming out that they're just going to p- perform beautifully. Oh, I know. I've given my fair share. When you guys make it fun with <laughs> events and, and like places to take your pictures and encouraging people dressing up and having fun, like it's it's a good thing. So it makes well, it so you want to That's the goal, <laughs> is, is to make it an experience we we hope our guest service, we hope our overall experience exceeds expectations. Because mm-hmm. frankly, that's the reason people come to the movies in the first place. They want to mm-hmm. they want to kind of escape reality for a couple hours. And uh, if the story on the screen isn't filled with as much magic as possible, at least you know the the, the popcorn is going to be. Well, we've gotten all, we've gotten all the adult movies out of the way. Those, uh, all, we those three are all one rated I was R. Waiting for all those three are rated R for May. Um, well, oh, yeah, so A Quiet so, Place is PG-13. I was going to say, so let's go to the ones that are going to be allowed a few more people uh, to bring a few more members of the family. Uh, and that would be, well, first, before we get to Quiet Place, because May 14th, we also have Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. Didn't that have somebody else that they, was Army Hammer in that one, or was that some other one that he got fired from? I think, I, <laughs> He's been fired from a lot of things recently, so I didn't know if this was one of them. But I do know it's a rom-com, obviously. If it's called Marry Me and it has Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson, is there anything else it could be? That's, yeah, I, I, ha, we, have we had any rom-coms released in the theaters in the last while? I can't think of it, any. It's, it's about time. Yeah, it's time for that. And, and we're delighted to be opening that part of the, of the world back up. Yes, we're ready for Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson to be back on screen. That's right. one. That's one I'm definitely going to see. So then, there's no big release set for March tw- or May 21st. It looks like, at least currently on the calendar. And then we get to Memorial Day weekend, and we've got uh, a Quiet Place Part Two. Now, I will confess, I have yet to see a Quiet Place Part One. I so will sad. watch it before a Quiet Place Part Two. That was on my list of things to watch last year, right before the pandemic, and then once. Once it happened, I was like, well, there's no rush to watch it now. It is such a good film, though, Andy. Like, I'm not much of a horror thriller type of person, but this one, it's more psychological. My teenage daughter loves it. And it's loves so good. It. And it has, you know, a local, um, uh, let's see, Millicent Simmons. Uh, and she's mm-hmm. actually deaf, and she plays a character that's deaf. So I loved that as well. So this is one I'm actually really looking forward to. And that's from someone who's 
doesn't really like scary things and who's terrified of like monstery alien type things as well. So I am excited for that one. Well, you're going to be busy then on uh, that weekend, Kellyanne. Yes, because the second one you're going to say. Cruella, the Emma Stone. I thought that was going to be a Disney Plus uh, release. I think during both. Well, I know, but I thought it was going to be a Disney Plus only release. So I'm actually surprised and happy that it's going to go to theaters. Emma Stone, Mark Strong. I... I'm still skeptical, although I have I have uh, we have a Disney insider uh, fan of our uh, podcast mm-hmm. who has seen it already. He actually saw it like almost a year ago. Really, he got to see an advanced screening, and he really liked it. He said he really liked it, and then it just kept getting pushed off, and pushed off. Is that one you can admit to having seen? Yes or no, Jeff? I again, I, I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Are you allowed to comment if you have seen Cruella already? Yes or no? I'm, I'm sorry. What what question I, I think is he has the laser having an issue with the, the connection, the obviously. <laughs> and uh, sorry, we'll, we'll get that fixed uh, sometime before Memorial Day, Jeff. <laughs> so uh, I, I've I've seen the trailer, and the trailer is spectacular. In fact, I've seen a couple of different variations of the trailer. I'm excited for the I'm, costume. I'm 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 a big uh, Emma Stone fan, and uh, and I. I Does like the trailer the look funny? I I like the fresh take on mm. on some of these. Well, we get we get a little bit more information about how Cruella Deville becomes Cruella Deville, and you know. I wonder if we get everyone, to meet uh, got a Jim Deere and Darling. Jim Deere and Darling. That's that's Lady in the Tramp. That, yeah. That's... Oh yeah, yeah yeah that's right. <laughs> Who, who's the guy that writes the song is, Cruella this is Deville? Horace and, Horace and Jasper territory. Or... <laughs> that's right. That's right. I wonder if we get to meet Horace and Jeff. They were pretty funny, those two guys. Yeah, I don't know. Pongo Kiss and like Cur- Pongo it's a dog movie from Disney. Pongo and Perdita, and Pongo their owners and are, oh, what's their owners' names? Wow. I'm pretty sure it's J- Darling and Jim D. <laughs> no, because that's, that's know, totally in the trap. I can hear it. With, and the There's no As soon as you said that, yeah. I knew I was wrong. <laughs> but I didn't know I was wrong until you said that. I'm such a bad Disney fan. I cannot think of their names. Oh, well, I'm, oh, I'm excited. Oh. This movie, the costuming and the makeup. From what I've seen from the trailers, is it just set in the sixties or is it set in the eighties? When's it set? Do we know? It's, I mean, I know you've only seen the trailer, well, Jeff. I, I, but maybe I, I, you I'm know just, that I'm from the trailer. How versed I am in London, because it takes on a different look with <laughs> live true. action too. That is true. So uh, there, there are parts of this. Um, yeah, there's. It's Disney. It's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that's um, true. And I, I, the closest comparison. Maleficent. We we got an interesting take on that backstory. That's true of of a classic Disney fairy tale treatment. This goes in a in a a different way. But okay. Everyone's got a backstory. No, that's and, true. That's true. There are times when nice I wonder job. if this is a story that needs to be told. And I'm always happy when I'm done watching it, saying, "Okay, maybe it didn't need to be told, but that was sure fun." And that's that's the goal. Let's just check out for a while, have some fun. Mm-hmm. Which is, but that is PG thirteen. What's, what's in the pipeline? Yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit surprised by the PG thirteen rating for that, but the yeah. audience is growing up. Those that had the initial love for these stories have kids of their own now. So we've mm-hmm. got to we've got to not only take care of mom and dad, but the kids along with them. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You know, I've actually told. Uh, in fact, I told a coworker whose teenage boys really, really wanted to see Mortal Kombat, and I said. I would highly discourage that. I said, but, you know, when they're disappointed, and they will be, 
just let them know the movie will be there when they're old enough to see it. It's not going anywhere. It's it's you know this mm. isn't 1960 when if you missed the theatrical window you had to hope for a re-release at some point or you were out of luck. It really has changed storytelling. You think about there was stuff that was done when we were kids that you know it, it felt like it was one and done. You know once it spent a year in theaters, who knew where it went? Yeah. Um, we you might get to see it through, on TV a year later yeah. or something. We we all watched the Ten Commandments on Easter and uh, Wizard of Oz at you know sometime Sound of Music, but some of this stuff, the archives are, are fascinating, and and the new stuff is taking on a life of its own. Mm-hmm. Well, and I I want to get the some of the archival anniversary stuff in before we have to close up because one thing's really uh, interesting is you guys partner with Fathom Events to have anniversary screenings, and those are one of my favorites to go to. So this month there's the Fargo 25th anniversary, May the 2nd, Fried Green Tomatoes 30th, May the 9th, Mission Impossible 25th <laughs> anniversary, so excited for that one, 16th, and then Stand By Me is um, the 35th anniversary on the 23rd. And these are some of my favorites to go to because with a Fathom event, they usually have like uh, before the movie starts, they do like a little inside the movie look at it, talk about the history of it, um, how the – yeah, it's really fun how the characters interact with each other. So those are some of my favorite and I'm probably going to need to do the stand by me because I'm I'm a big Stephen uh, King fan and I've now listened to the book so I need to see the film again. I wanted to get those in for. And Sam, I'm a big fan of uh, anytime they show people throwing up pie. (laughs) (laughs) Which was so funny to me as a kid. So funny to me as a kid. Honestly, that's the only part of the movie I remember. I forgot that there was a dead body in there because I was laughing so hard at the pie. So good, Jerry O'Connell. Oh, I know. It was like Um, uh, who's who? It has Will Wheaton. Like I know Will Wheaton. That's. I found out there was a he did something before Wesley Crusher. So here's the your, your list included Mission Impossible, and I can't get the theme song out of my head, but that's just me. Lalo Schifrin. Timeless. Oh. So here's the sad thing. As a movie guy, I never saw any of those four movies in theaters. Really? That's that's part of the magic of these these bring back. Events. Mission Impossible was while I was on a mission in Brazil. So mm-hmm. I did that. I heard about it. I saw it on video as soon as I got home. But I've seen all the other Mission Impossible movies on the big screen, but that was the only one I did not. And, and I was I people talked to me about how when Tom Cruise is hanging, like people people were holding their breath in the theater because they didn't want to be the one who made a sound to set off the alarm in the movie. <laughs> that when he's trying to get the knock list off the computer. Oh my gosh! And if you think that's a thing, come see Quiet Place too in a Megaplex. No I, one wants to make any sound. People won't eat their popcorn. It's so funny. Well, now, they they, to, they to bring their popcorn fair, into the auditorium. You don't want to be the person making to, noise when everybody's like, shh, don't no, They're, ter- they're terrified the to unwrap their junior mints. It's oh. so funny. Well, in the first one, it, there's so many times you're just like, I, I can't even breathe. I'm, I'm going to get them caught. Like, oh, that's what we talk about, yeah. the experience. Well, I do. Okay. I hate going through that, but I do enjoy being done with that. Uh, looking back, you know, like when you I, I've only seen a few movies where I gripped the hand rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was uh, Cape Fear with uh, Nick Nolte and uh, Robert De Niro. Refused to see it. No. So but but I, I bet a quiet place would would have done the same thing had I been there. All right, Jeff. Well, that's May. Uh, <laughs> May used to be, you know, huge. But I'm really excited because with each passing week. 
Uh, it seems like Hollywood's cramming more and more stuff in. It's going to be a real crowded calendar for the rest of this year and mm-hmm. next year and who knows, maybe forever. I don't know. They've got a whole year's worth of inventory that they got to figure out where to place on the schedule and try to get uh, as many uh, moviegoers as possible to see them. And uh, we're grateful that we have a chance to see them at one of the best theater experiences in the entire country, mm-hmm. at the Larry H. Miller Megaplex Theaters. Jeff, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again in June. And as we get closer, you know, really Marvel movie to me is that's the that's the stake in the ground. Black Widow is the stake in the ground that everybody's looking to. I'm glad that it's going to theaters. I know that some are disappointed it's going to premium, but I'm hoping that mostly it's people go to the theaters to still see it. Yeah, I think that one's going to be one. Come check us out. We've got our kids' summer movie program starting. We've got gifts for mom for Mother's Day. There's a bunch of stuff. Come megaplextheaters.com, download our mobile app. And the good news is movie dates are actually starting to come forward back on the release schedule, which is great news. So we've got fresh popcorn and plenty of butter. Come on over. I do love the butter. Yes. All right, Jeff. (laughs) Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again at the end of May as we look forward to June. Sounds terrific. Good chatting. Thanks again to Jeff Whipple of Megaplex Theaters, and thank you for listening to this episode of Fan Effect, a KSL News Radio podcast. Beyond sci fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we're excited to share with you our knowledge and arguments on everything pop culture and fandom. Based in the beautiful Beehive State, Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture and We're excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way. Listen regularly on your favorite platform at kslnewsradio.com or on the KSL News Radio app. Do you have a fun idea or fan culture topic you want to share or like us to explore? Let us know by messaging our Facebook page at Fan Effect Show, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Fan Effect Show, E F F E C T, and Twitter at Fan Effect Show. Thanks again for listening and We hope to have you back real soon for another episode of Fan Effect. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately... We're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.